Welcome to the Axe Church podcast. If you're listening to this the day we released it, well, Merry Christmas. We uh, have a special Christmas podcast for you today. So I hope you're enjoying time with your family and uh, take a listen to this. So Hunter, this is Pastor David, for those of you who don't know my voice. Um, and it is Christmas. Hopefully you're getting this on Christmas because, you know, you probably have some extra time on Christmas Day yeah. to listen to a podcast because, you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You got the stuff put together for the kids. They played with it for an hour and are bored of it already. You're feeling bad about the money you spent. They don't care at all. Um, I may just be working through some of my own issues here, but, uh, you know, it's Christmas. So I, I hope you're having a great Christmas. And we're going to talk today. Well, we're not going to talk today. We actually talked a week or two ago about uh, issues for Christmas. You're going to get to hear that interview with uh, Hunter and I. Uh, we're going to go through a Christmas quiz and some other stuff like that. But before we do that, Hunter, let's talk about your favorite Christmas memory. What is What was your favorite Christmas? How old were you? And what made that Christmas special for you? Okay, let's think. Probably, so one year I got, it would, I remember it by the item more than the year. So it was the PS2. I got the PS2. For those that are older than 45, that's a PlayStation. PlayStation 2, okay. yes. Yeah, the PlayStation 2. I, I had had a PlayStation 1 and it was, it was getting kind of old. It was getting old. So got the PlayStation 2. Graphics were a thousand times better. It was exciting. That must have been, oh, probably 2003 is my guess. So you would have been like seven. I was, I was probably eight. Yeah. Eight years yeah, old. That's my guess. Yeah. I was playing, playing ATV off-road something or another game. It was, it was a blast. So that was, that's probably my favorite memory having friends over playing the PS2. Oh, and then I'll, I'll just keep going if we're going to talk about PS2 right now. Yeah, sure. Why you know, not? you got you got your Battlefront and Battlefront 2, which they're re-releasing now. And I'm, I'm losing everyone who's not interested in video games. But yes, I'll, I'll spare you guys including that. The, the guy in the it's, including the guy sitting across the table from me. <clears throat> no, I, I like video games. Um, they they are fun. And and then I turned eight. But it's, you know, it's one of those things. Um, and so it took me till I, I find, 18. I find it interesting that. You know, for most people, right, there's this uh, idea that Christmas is about family. It's about relationships and it's about special memories. And that when I asked you <laughs> for Christmas, it was about a gift. This one thing that like at church, we're like, don't get focused on the gifts. And that's not the important part of Christmas. And then everybody has their worst fears confirmed that the only thing their kids care about at Christmas is what gifts. They well, have. so that's that thank was you for that. Every <laughs> Christmas was good family time, you know. <laughs> But my Christmases were pretty consistent growing up. It was always same people, same good quality time, never anything dramatic. So, Well, that would be rare. I think most people have uh, at least a few stories of drama on Christmas, some, yeah. some quite uh, unfortunate and some just silly and whatever. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, we would have, it depended. Okay, so we were, I lived in uh, Southern California for my early years say four years four to 12 or something like that mm. so everybody wanted to come to california for christmas mm. because it was beautiful Warm. weather yeah. and they go to disneyland we lived real close to disneyland and so uh, we would often have at times have lots of family around and those were and those are probably the best christmases sometimes both sides of my family my parent my dad's parents and my mom's parents would come and we'd all be there at the same time and yes i'm not gonna lie the more people that came the more presents were sitting in front of me <laughs> 
And that was a big deal. I mean, I remember, you know, wanting, you know, getting, going to bed and being like, you know, wake me up early. I want to get up early. I want to open yeah. his presence. And yeah. so let me, let me ask you this question though. You had, mm. you have a brother. Yeah. And Micah. And did you have any cousins come over for Christmas or would it just be your, just your family? It would, yeah, it would depend. Um, Shout out to Micah, by the way. Gil um, Micah. Yeah. Um, it would depend on the, the year. So we kind of did this thing where every other year we would either go to my grandparents for Thanksgiving or Christmas and both sets of my grandparents lived in the same small town. And so we, we would do Christmas Eve with my, my mom's side Mm -hmm. grandparents. And then we do Christmas morning with my, my dad's side grandparents. And, um, so I would have cousins from both sides on those years Mm -hmm. there most of the time. Um, as I got older, my cousins on my mom's side, they, they were always the farthest living away family. Mm -hmm. And so they might not be there as often. Right. So, and they also had, they had another side of family that lived farther away um, than the rest of the family. So I would always see at least some cousins, unless we just were staying home, then we would probably, maybe my grandparents would come up to our house for that or something like that. So yeah. Okay. So the reason I'm asking you this. Okay. I have, I, there's a method to my madness. Um, first of all, for Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, when did you open the presents? It it depended. But towards my later years of childhood, like probably from about age of 14 on, it was usually Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. There were a few years where we would do just one gift Christmas Eve or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would... We would get one gift on Christmas Eve usually, and then, but Christmas morning was always the yeah. morning for us because you know. Well, so let me. So we would do Christmas Eve with my with my grandma Karen, my mom's mom. Um, shout out to Grandma Karen. Shout out to Grandma Karen. Um, we would do Christmas Eve there, and that would be all of the presents from my parents, except they would usually save one big present for the next morning. Um, all the presents from my parents from Grandma Karen, Grandpa Gary. And, um, and from those cousins on that side too, if, if they were there and then the next morning we'd go over to my grandma Croft's house, which we, I don't know. She was called grandma Croft. I don't know why. Um, well, cause her last name's Croft. That, that's probably why <laughs> I think you've, you pinpointed it, but we didn't call her grandma Dorothy. Like her first name is Dorothy. We never called her that. Okay. Um, maybe cause we couldn't say it as a young kid. I don't know. Oh, um, and we would then do Christmas with her and all of those cousins. So Okay. Yeah. So again, the reason I just, that was just an interesting side note, but the reason I ask is because in my family, the way we would do it is we would start with the youngest person Mm. and the youngest person would open all of their gifts while everybody else sat and watched them open their gifts. Okay. Then the next person up and the next person up until the older people. Okay. Um, If you want to talk about boring. Yeah. Just mind-numbingly um, it doesn't matter who you are if you're the oldest it's boring if you're the youngest at least if you're the oldest you got something to look forward to but if you're the youngest you just opened all your gifts and now you're like okay i'm gonna go play with my gifts now so right. you guys later you're done and it's like i really you know i got these things now you want me to sit here for another two hours and watch your and grandparents open all the knife way up sets. Till, exactly <laughs> until grandma opens up the yeah whatever um it was it was rough and so i uh that's the way we did it, though. We had See, the smallest we, person. And they had a lot of gifts, right? Because there were all these people there mm-hmm. that had cousins there. Oh, man. You're talking about something that could have taken long. I, the, there was a year, and it wasn't that long ago. It was, you know, when my kids were little, I think, where, you know, I was just over it. Yeah. No, I just, I think we still do it on my on my parents' side. Um, 
but it is, I mean, I remember it was like, you know, three hours. Yeah. Three and a half hours of watching people one at a time open up presents. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is um, absolutely insane. And so no offense if anybody does that. I'm, we still do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm my, my, side. my wife's side, they, they do a lot more gifts. My family, they'll get me like, they'll get me four gifts that all add up to a hundred bucks. Whereas on my wife's side of the family, they'll get me a hundred gifts that all add up to a hundred bucks. I mean, uh, not, not right. literally, but you know, it just, it takes. They, you're saying they shop at the dollar store for your. No, gifts. no, 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 no. But they just, well, partly because they're girls. And so I think. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I think there's a lot more gifts you can get a girl that are smaller. You know, you can get you can get them a little jewelry and you can get them things like that. And like my parents are asking me what I want for Christmas. I'm like, oh, you don't want to spend money on any of these like big items. So yes, uh, BMW. Um, yeah, would be nice. Yeah, uh, I we would get lots of. Well, I mean, we get lots of you know items because we had my mom my mom has five sisters and my dad has three siblings and so you know if everybody got all the kids something this is a lot of gifts a lot of time so my wife's side of the family not the way they do it it's like okay time to open presents and then it's and then it's basically every man woman and child for themselves Mm -hmm. there's a lot of paper flying there's (laughs) usually some level of foaming at the mouth um they're just, you know, we're just all animals opening presents. And I love it that way because yeah. it's like we're done. Five it's, minutes later, yeah, it's like true. Yeah. you're yelling, thank you over here for this one. Thanks for that one. You know, uh, one of the things about the way we do it was you had time on my family's side. You have time to like write where right down who came got. from so you can write the thank you notes and do all that kind of stuff. As we're Which doing, I think is great. When everything's going crazy. I don't know how many people do like written thank you notes. Anymore. Oh, I, I've never. I, I, I remember... When I got married, it was like, wait, I have to write thank you cards for all these presents now? Like, how am I supposed to be able to remember? Right. And, and it, it was the, the night after the wedding when everyone was cleaning up and we were gone. There was not there was not good organization on that. Right. And it was like. It's not the thing you're thinking about on your wedding night. No, I was not thinking about it at all. Yeah. I thought about it a month later and right. realized, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know who this is. Yeah. That's uh, the thing. And I think for weddings, the. the um, the proper the courtesy courtesy would still be that you would write handwritten thank you cards for yes. Christmas and like birthdays and stuff. I think we're going away from that. I don't. I've think never that done that. Yeah, I used to. Not that I. I would tell. I would tell them thank you. Mm-hmm. Like if my grandma, if like when I was in college, my grandma would send me a card, and I would, I would call her or text her. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually not text. I'd usually call her and say thanks for the card, um, or maybe I'd write an email to her, but. I would do that too, but your your grandma's never sent me a card, and so I'll I'll, you know, I'll ask her about that. See about. I that. think she has a problem with you. Well, <laughs> join the club. Um, so yeah, I I now I you can send an email, you can send a text, you can send the cast. It's not as personal, um, but I don't know like if people still send mail and like you know cards yeah. and I, we probably should. It would probably be more genteel if we were as a society to take a little bit more time and do these things, but. I haven't noticed it. I haven't noticed no. it in, in recent, when I give gifts or get gifts, I'm much less likely to write everything down and send a paper card. I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife. Maybe, maybe she's doing that. <laughs> it's very That's possible. what changed. It's That's very changed. possible that my wife is still doing that and I'm just not realizing it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, those are different traditions. But just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, we got this uh, interview, this quiz that uh, we recorded that we hope you guys will enjoy. And then we'll talk a little bit about some Christmas uh 
oh, I don't know, let's just say some of the mythology being separated from the truth about the Christmas story. And so we hope you enjoy that this Christmas and hope you're having a wonderful time with your family. If you're listening to this at a different time than Christmas, that's okay too. It's it's all good. So hope you enjoy this next segment. Hey, no, I don't like that. All right, let's try this. Welcome to the podcast. Here we are. I'm here with Hunter Croft. Hunter, say hi. Hi. Hunter is our worship leader, for those of you who know. For those of you who don't know that, you haven't been to church in six months, so get back. (laughs) Um, We are going to do a podcast today um, on some common misconceptions about Christmas. I'm going to have a quiz for Hunter. We're going to see how he does on that and how you do as you're listening to it. And uh, we're just going to kind of walk through that. So welcome to the podcast, and here we go. Hunter, uh, let's talk for a minute about um, misconceptions about Christmas. Um, Mm. So there are a lot of – we have a culture that's come up with a lot of stories um, connected to the Christmas narrative. Uh, We see uh, nativity scenes out on the street. We see a Charlie Brown Christmas special. We see we have a whole – culture that's grown up around Christmas and different ideas and who's Santa Claus and who's Rudolph, which clearly the most important parts of Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, these have all grown up around Christmas, Christmas trees and and wreaths and what do all these things mean and why do we do it on December 25th? And there's all this stuff. And most of us, I think, don't think much about it. And I think most of the time that's probably okay. Um, you know, we generally as believers, we know, hey, we're, we're recognizing we're celebrating the incarnation which is to say that god became a man Mm -hmm. and so that's the important stuff and the rest of the trappings you know we don't worship those things anyway so they're just part of the season but today i want to kind of walk through some of that you know where some of the stuff came from um start with some of the stuff about the christmas story that i think we get wrong sometimes uh partially because some of the christmas music that we have and partially because of the way some people have done nativity scenes um, but let's start with that so i'm going to give you this christmas iq quiz it is 21 questions long and if you can get at least i'm going to say 12 if you can get 12 of these right all right I will not make you wear an ugly Christmas sweater to do worship <laughs> next week. If you can't get at least 12 right, you will have to wear an ugly Christmas sweater of my choosing. If you're buying. You lead worship. I will buy it, and okay. that will be the least of your worries. I might throw um, this competition. It, 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 may, it may not be something you want to do, so I would try to get these right. Okay. Let's start with this. So where these are, you know, this is, basically this is, this is made by a guy named David Langerfeld. David Langerfeld, associate pastor of Harrisburg Baptist Church in Tupelo, mm. uh, which I don't know if you've ever been to Tupelo. I, I have not. I have not. I believe it's on the border of Tennessee and Mississippi, in, on the Mississippi side, maybe near Memphis, Tennessee, for all of you who may or may not have ever been to Tupelo. I believe that's where it is. And this is a Christmas IQ test is what he calls it. That he gets to his Sunday school class. I will tell you, it's going to be difficult um, just because... Some of them are, I'll warn you up front, probably kind of trick questions. And Mm. so, you know, do your best. And those of you who are listening, I'm going to give a second before I'll have Hunter answer so that you can come up with your answer. And then we'll see how close you are to being right. I'm going to go through all the questions and then I'm going to go through the answers. So I'm going to get Hunter's uh, answers first and then we'll go through the rest. Okay, here's the quiz. Question one, Joseph, that is Joseph, the husband of Mary. Oh, um, if you were wondering Smith. which Joseph I was talking about, um, we are in the New Testament. This is Joseph, the husband of Mary. Was originally, originally, okay, that's an important word here, originally from either A, Bethlehem, B, Nazareth, uh, 
C, Hebron, D, Jerusalem, or E, none of the above. Joseph was originally from Bethlehem, Nazareth, Hebron, Jerusalem, or none of the above. What's your, what's your answer? Well, my initial reaction is to say Bethlehem because they were going back for the census, right? But I think I must be wrong, so I'm going to say... I don't necessarily think that you're wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm going to think I'm wrong on all of these questions, and I'm going to go with the answer I don't actually believe in. I'm going to say Bethlehem. All right. Bethlehem. Yeah, let's work Let's work through it. He says Bethlehem because that's where he was going back for the census. All right. What does the Bible say that the innkeeper said to Mary and Joseph? A, there is no room in the inn. B, I have a stable you can use. C, come back later and I should have some vacancies. That doesn't sound very Hebrew. <laughs> uh, both A and B or none of the above. Okay, I'm going to give these one more time. The first thing, there's no room in the inn. The second one, I have a stable you can use. C, come back later, and I should have some vacancies. D is both A and B, and E is none of the above. So those of you listening, come with your answer, and now I want to ask Hunter what your answer is. Man. I do feel like it, I, I feel like I remember going through it recently, in recent years, and going, oh, I thought they just said there's no room in the inn but they actually say something slightly more accommodating, I, I, I believe. Or I could be 100% wrong in this, but I'm going to say come back later, even though it doesn't sound very Hebrew. Come back later and I should have some vacancies. That's C. Oh, no? yeah. Yes? No? I'm, I'm going with it. Final no. answer? E, E. No, e, none, of, the none of the above. Final answer, none of the All above. All right, so originally you thought it was come back later, and then you've gone with E as your final answer. Yeah. None of the above. Yeah. All right. Number three, a manger, a manger, they laid him in a manger, right, is a stable for domestic animals, a wooden hay storage bin, a feeding trough, or a barn, okay? A is stable for domestic animals, B is a wooden hay storage bin, C is a feeding trough, and D is a barn. Which one is it? If it's not C, I've been wrong my whole life, so I'm going to go with C. Uh, there's probably many things you've been wrong your whole life. Oh, for man. instance not a Washington Huskies football fan. So <laughs> you have all kinds of things. Okay, C, feeding side. trough, final answer. All right, number four. Which animals does the Bible say were present at Jesus' birth? A, cows, sheep, and goats. B, cows, donkeys, and goats. C, sheep and goats only. D, just says miscellaneous animals, miscellaneous barnyard animals. Or E, none of the above. Which ones does it say? Does the Bible say we're present at Jesus' birth? I, I don't know if the Bible ever says that animals were present. I think that's, I think that's an American interpretation from all the nativity scenes. I'm going to go with E. None of the above. I'm going to say that it has no dimension. Hunter says there were no animals at Jesus' birth and that everybody I don't who does a nativity scene is just wrong about Scripture. I don't start books from the beginning. I, I start reading in the middle. That's my problem. Mm, yeah, that's, that is a problem. All right, so you're bucking the trend of all nativity scenes ever and saying there were no animals. All right, number five. Who saw the star in the east? A, the shepherds. B, Mary and Joseph. C, three kings. D, both A and C. That's both shepherds and the three kings. Or E, none of the above. The three kings. All right. He says the three kings saw the star. That's C. All right. According to the Bible, how did Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem? A camel, 
a donkey. They walked. Joseph walked and Mary rode a donkey, a horse-drawn chariot, or who knows? I, I also feel strongly that Joseph walked and Mary rode the donkey. Okay. That's D. Again, for those of you listening, it was camel or donkey or walked or Joseph walked and Mary rode a donkey or E, a horse-drawn chariot or F was who knows. Man, I hope I'm right. Number seven. Don't worry. Your job just depends on how many of these you get right. (laughs) Number seven. How many angels, how many angels spoke to the shepherds? How many angels spoke to the shepherds? A is one. B is three. C is a multitude. And D is none of the above. How many angels spoke to the shepherds? One spoke to the shepherds. All right. That's A. So the answers, again, were possible were one, three, a multitude, or none of the above. Hopefully those of you listening to this are writing this down, unless you're driving while you're listening to it, in which case I recommend not doing that, especially if you're in Washington where that would be illegal. I think it's illegal um, in Oregon. But if too. you do get caught, you know my number. Um, I don't charge much. Um, so next. Number eight, what did the angels say slash sing? What did they say or sing? A, glory to God in the highest, etc. B, alleluia. C, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. D, joy to the world, the Lord is come. E, glory to the newborn king. I'm going to go through this one more time really quickly. A is glory to God in the highest, etc. B is alleluia. C is, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. D is, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And E is, glory to the newborn king. Hunter, what is your answer? I'm going to go with A for no particular reason. Except it sounds. A for no particular reason. That's glory to God in the highest, etc. Which yes. obviously the etc. is not yes, something that would have said. If, if that's part of what they actually saying, then I'm going to retract that answer. But. All right, number nine. What is a heavenly host? The angel at the gate of heaven? He's the host. Um, all right. B, the angel who serves refreshments in heaven. Uh, C, an angel choir. D, an angel army. E, none of the above. Angel at the gate of heaven. Angel who serves refreshments in heaven. An angel choir is C. An angel army is D or none of the above. Well, I, was, I just thought it was a bunch of angels. But a choir and an army are both a bunch of angels. Um. I'm going to go with choir because I think there was less military happenings by the angels at this time of the year. As opposed this to this time of the year? <laughs> yeah. All right. There was, this was choir time. Yes. This was opposed to the military time. How, how many people they do you know? They fight in the summer. Yeah. Not, not in the winter. All right. I think that's historically accurate. Okay. They sing we'll, we'll in the winter. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. An angel choir. Maybe not for angels. Versus an angel army because the army wouldn't be... Hanging out right now, this would be time for choirs. It was around Christmas time after all. Yeah. Right? Okay. Number 10. <clears throat> there was snow at that first Christmas. Only in Bethlehem. All over Israel. Nowhere in Israel. <coughs> Excuse me. Somewhere. We're going to start that over again. All right. <coughs> Number 10. There was snow that first Christmas. A. Only in Bethlehem, B, all over Israel, C, nowhere in Israel, D, somewhere in Israel. I think C. I don't I don't remember any mention of snow. That's not what the question asks. The question asks whether there was snow either in Bethlehem only 
or all over Israel or nowhere in Israel or somewhere in Israel. So you'd have to know something larger than maybe just the biblical narrative to know this, I think. But just I, as a hint. I guess when I think, I think Middle East doesn't get snow. So I'm going to say, see, nowhere in Israel because okay. I think that'd be a rare Nowhere in Israel. Oh well, I mean, there's mountains in Israel. Mm. Mm. Wait, it's give me the answers. Off. Give me, give me the options again. Only in Bethlehem, all over Israel, nowhere, nowhere in Israel. Israel, somewhere in Israel, somewhere okay. in Israel. D is my final all right, answer. D, somewhere in Israel. You got Mount. I like the way something. you worked through that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. What is frankincense? A, a precious metal. B, a precious fabric. C, a precious perfume. Or D, none of the above. Metal, fabric, perfume, or none of the above? It's obviously a monster. Um, no. Frankincense? Yeah, Frank, Frank, I remember him. Yes. He has those things on the side of his neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, C was a, a perfume, correct? A perfume. Yes. A precious perfume. A precious perfume. Precious. You uh, go I'm going to go with C. And My if I'm wrong, precious. they got me again. Uh, well, let's just hope you're not too wrong. All right, number 12. In Matthew... What does wise men or magi refer to? A, men of the educated class. B, eastern kings. C, men who study the stars. D, sages. Okay, so either men of the educated class, eastern kings, men who study the stars, or sages. Magi, wise men. What does that refer to? I'm going to say... I'm going to say B, Eastern Kings. Eastern Kings is your answer. I believe they also studied Magi the stars. is Eastern Kings. But maybe Eastern Kings. I don't have an answer for like two of them together, so you're going to have to pick yeah, one. Yeah, so Eastern I'm going to go with B. What is myrrh? Myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H. Mm-hmm. A Middle Eastern money? A drink? An easily shaped metal? A spice used for burying people? Or none of the above, okay? Money, a drink, an easily shaped metal, a spice used for burying people, or none of the above? I think it's a, a spice used for burying people, because I think I remember um, some some sat, somber imagery that at this child's birth, we're also preparing for his death, which, you know, if, mm. if you know about Jesus. I do know a little bit about Jesus. He, he, he died. He dies at the yeah. end. He but again. he rises again. And he was, if they used myrrh, he was spicy when he died. I think that was common practice. So. It was a spice. It's very spicy. All right. How many wise men came to see Jesus? Three, six, nine, twelve, or we don't know. Three, six, nine, twelve, or we don't know. Um, I'm going to go with three. Okay. Because the song, We Three Kings of Orientar. Hmm. We Three Kings. I've never been to Orientar. Orientar? Yeah, I don't know where that is. All right, three is the answer that Hunter has given. Number 15, where did the wise men find Jesus? A, in a manger. B, in a stable. C, in Nazareth. D, in Saudi Arabia. E, in a house. F, none of the above. Manger, stable, Nazareth, Saudi Arabia, house, or none of the above? Um, I think it was a house. Okay. Because of that, yeah. That's E. I think it was a house. Hunter's final answer is house. Okay. Number 16. When when the wise men found Jesus, he was A, a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. B, a young child. C, a boy in the temple. 
D, a grown man. Was he A, a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths? B, a young child. C, a boy in the temple. Or D, a grown man when the wise man found Jesus. I think he was a young child. I, th- I, I believe I remember it being several years that passed before the wise man. Several years. Jesus. Okay, young child, you say. And I'm ruining everyone's nativity scene. But you are, if you're right. If I'm right, if I'm right. If you're right. All right, number okay. 17. The star in the east that the wise men followed. Okay, this is in Matthew 2, verse 9, but you can't look it up because you don't have a Bible in front of you. But if you have it memorized, you'll know this. The star in the east that the wise men followed, A, stayed in the same place their entire journey. B, disappeared and reappeared. C, moved ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was. D, was just a mirage, or E, none of the above. So it either stayed in the same place the entire journey, it either or disappeared and reappeared, or it moved ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was, or D, was just a mirage, or E, none of the above. Which one would you say? <clears throat> I think it is C, that it moved ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was born. All right, the star was moving, you I, say. I don't necessarily know what that means exactly. I know how the cartoons depict it, but... Mm, that's a good place to get your theology. <laughs> From cartoons. That's good. All right. Number 18. Here we go. (laughs) Veggie Tales all the way. Yeah. Veggie Tales would be the place to find that. Actually, I think I have a very distinct... You're young enough to have actually watched Veggie Tales as a child. Yes, I I did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I watched Veggie Tales because I had kids when Veggie Tales was popular. Yeah, yeah. They were little when when it was popular, but I, I... don't often think about the fact that you're not much older than my oldest child. Yeah. Um, that's scary Sorry. Sorry for about me that. and maybe for you. All right. Number 18. The wise, man stopped, wise men stopped in Jerusalem, A, to inform Herod about Jesus, B, to find out where Jesus was, C, to ask about the star, D, to buy presents, or E, none of the above. Okay. Why did the wise men stop in Jerusalem? To tell Herod about Jesus, to find out where Jesus was, to ask about the star, to buy presents, or none of the above. Why did they stop in Jerusalem? Um, I believe it's B. They were looking for Jesus, and they asked Herod, like, hey, where's, where's okay. this B, newborn they're king? they're looking for Jesus. Herod gets all woo. Yeah. He does get all woo. I do remember that. All right. Where do we find the Christmas story in Scripture? A, Matthew, B, Mark, C, Luke, D, John. Those are the obvious choices. E, all of the above. F, only Matthew and Mark. G, only Matthew and Luke. H, only Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, Where do we find the Christmas story? I think it's H, only Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Okay. I know. Mm. The synoptic gospels. Yeah, if you had given me another option, I might have taken it, but I think I think it's those ones. Okay. Well, I give you a lot of options. I went all the way to H. You didn't have one that that included John and excluded Mark, did you? I did not. Okay. Nope. See, that one might have tricked me, but... No, nope, I do not have... The only ones that include John are either John or all of the above. The other ones are all within the synoptics, A and B, A and C, or A, B, and C. Okay. I think it's A, B, and C. All right. Only two more questions. We're getting close here. When Joseph found Mary was pregnant, what happened? When Joseph found Mary was pregnant, what happened? A, they got married. B, Joseph wanted to break the engagement. C, Mary left town for three months. A and B or B and C. So they got married. Joseph wanted to break the engagement. Mary left town for three months. Or they got married and Joseph wanted to break the engagement. Or they just wanted to break the engagement and Mary left town for three months. When he found out that she was pregnant, what happened? 
Um, I believe. It seems like D would be impossible. He couldn't have wanted to break the engagement and get married at the same exact time. Um, so At the same exact? Uh, reading me the question again. So when he found out she was pregnant, what happened? Oh, okay. When he found out she was pregnant, what happened? Did they get married? Did he want to break <laughs> the engagement? Did Mary leave town for three months? Or did they get married and he wanted to break the engagement, which doesn't make any sense? Or did like, Joseph want to break the engagement and Mary left town for three months? Could have been like a dramatic. They could have made like a good soap opera. Could have happened how in, like in one day. Joseph was like, oh, I really don't want don't want to marry her, but I'm going to marry her or something. That would have been a good soap opera. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad it wasn't. Um, I'm going to go with A. That Wait. Was it A that Joseph wanted to break off the engagement? A was they got married. Oh, B. B is Joseph wanted to break the engagement. Okay, B. Yeah, I know at least that happened. All right. I, I, yeah, okay. You got to get at least part of it right. This is interpretation of the question more than it is. It, it, <laughs> and that's else. going to be part of the issue with the quiz like this. Okay. All right, who told or made Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem? A, the angel chorus. This is not the army that you talked about, but the choir. Uh, apparently they have different angels, mm-hmm. um, in, at least in your theology. B, Mary's mother said, go to Bethlehem, Mary. Um, C, Herod. D, the shepherds. E, Caesar Augustus. So was it the angel chorus, Mary's mother, Herod, the shepherds, or Caesar Augustus, who made them go or told them to go to Bethlehem? Well, it was either Herod or Caesar Augustus. I just don't know how far up that chain of command that order came from. Herod decreed us. Uh, a consent, uh, a sense, not a consensus. <laughs> decreed a census in all the land, or was it Caesar declared a census in all the land? Mm. Oh no! Let's take a shot here. I think. I think all the land. That might be. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you one lifeline. One lifeline. Yeah. Here's here's your one lifeline. You can. Um, Is this the last question? I will. I will take out two of these five. No, because you're, I don't know which two you want, so yeah. two that you don't want. Um, I'll let you ask me. What do and you think? And then you can which do you decide think? whether I know or not. I think it's Caesar Augustus. You think it's Caesar? Yes. See, I was, I was about to say Herod because it says, in, in my memory of what Scripture says, I believe it says, now, blankety-blank, decreed. That was not a... You think the Bible cussed? Yeah, that was not... Well, I do think the Bible cussed. I don't yeah, think well, that was but Not in this particular thing. Someone and clearly someone decreed, decreed a, census a census in all the land, and I have that particular phrasing in my head. And if it's in all the land, that sounds that sounds like a in Judea, which would be Herod's call. I'm going to say Caesar with you. I'm going to uh, all right, I'm Caesar. E Caesar. That way, if I'm wrong, it's really your fault. Yeah, that's not going to help you though. No, it's not. All right, let's go through it. I'm going to take your answers, and we're going to tell you what the right answers are. Question number one. Joseph was originally from, you said, Bethlehem. The right answer was Bethlehem. Yes. That one had me nervous. He worked and lived in Nazareth, as we know, but he was returning to Bethlehem, which was, quote, from Luke 2, 3, his own city. Mm, good. So you're, you're one for one. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. line of David, Bethlehem. You got one right. All right. Number two, it said, what does the Bible say that the innkeeper said to Mary and Joseph? You said, none of the above. Um, and the answer is none of the above. Yeah. The innkeeper didn't say anything. The Bible doesn't even mention an innkeeper yeah. uh, because the inn was 
actually possibly more like a guest room and not an actual his, hotel of probably like his parents' house, right? Or somebody in, in some relative's house, yes, something yeah. like that, as opposed to um, a, like there was Hotel Bethlehem, right? Yes. Like Club Med in Bethlehem. Yeah. And yeah. they just didn't have any rooms yeah. left, yeah. right? And they couldn't get the little plastic key. There's a game in town. It doesn't work <laughs> if you put it next to your cell phone and you got to go down in the middle of the night and get him to fix it. I don't think that was going on at, at the time. So, number three. The question was, a manger is a, you said feeding trough, and the answer is feeding trough. Yes. Okay. Let's Most mangers at the time were actually probably made of stone. Um, and you mm. can visit Israel today and see those things. Um, okay. Number four. Or at least that's what he says. I don't know what most majors were made of because I wasn't there at that time. Mm, Which animals does the Bible say were present at Jesus' birth? You said, what did you say? I said no mention, I believe, right? You said none of the above. You said no animals were there. Um, and the answer is, is that we don't know. Ha <laughs> So none of the above is correct. We just don't know what animals were there at Jesus' birth. I'm All doing right. much better than I thought I was going to do. It doesn't. We just assume that, you know, they're because he was laid in the manger. Yes, yeah. It makes sense. So that some animal so was eating out don't, of the manger. If you're, a little... if you're going through your narrative scene right now, don't necessarily throw out your animals because... You can't necessarily say that's incorrect. You couldn't be certain about whether there were animals there or not. Right. Um, we'll talk a little bit about whether or not Jesus was in a stable or somewhere where there no. were animals yes, at all. Yes, I'm um, with you there. We'll, we'll, we'll walk through that a little bit later. Um, but for mm-hmm. now, you got that one right. So are we are we five for five? I'm five for five. You're five for five. You only need to get seven more correct. Well, all I, right. There was no like... There's no potential for me earning something out of doing well. No, this is, no. I, I specifically a... <laughs> made this so that only something bad could happen if you did it wrong. <laughs> Nothing good can happen to you except not having a bad thing happen to you. This is how I raise my children. <laughs> um, that must be why they want to leave as soon as I think we're going to have to ask uh, Kristen if that's a good way to – doesn't she have some sort of child psychology she has background? Some, she has some background in child psychology, yeah. but look, until you have some kids, you don't know. <laughs> you got to do what works. All right. Number five. Well, that was four for four. This is number five. You're four for four. Number five. Who saw the star in the east? You said the three kings. Here's the problem. It was a trick question. There are no kings mentioned in scripture. The magi. Oh, I got another one wrong. Saw the star. The magi saw the star, but they were astronomers, not kings. So. And so you got that one wrong. Did you get any other ones wrong so far? You said. I know I'm going to get one wrong now. Um, you're you got the first four right, and then you've got number five wrong. So you're still four for five. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, uh, now you know. Number six. Number six. According to the Bible, how did Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem? You said Joseph walked and Mary rode a donkey. And the answer is, who knows? We don't know. There's no, just because we have pictures of Mary on a donkey, it doesn't mention a donkey or that oh, Joseph really walked or any of that. I really thought there was some scripture that, that said No, something. there's no scripture. It's just been beaten to our heads from every veggie tales that we've yeah. ever seen. Um, and so that Dang is, it. you were wrong on that. You're still, you're four for six now, but you're starting to slip. You're mm. starting to slip. See, I was feeling more confident by now, actually. Yeah, you thought you were Ironically. getting somewhere. How many angels spoke to the shepherds? You say one. The answer is one. Good. Okay, so okay. one angel spoke directly to the shepherds. The other ones were praising God. Yes, right? otherwise so, they would have been like stepping on each other's toes and saying things awkwardly. Right, they were more yeah. talking to God. They were praising God. Yeah. Uh, number eight, what did the angels say or sing? You said, A, glory to God in the highest, etc. That is correct. Oh, good. Glory to God in the highest. And 
peace on earth, goodwill to men. Um, number nine. Number nine, what is a heavenly host? You said that a heavenly host was a choir because the army wouldn't be fighting in December. Too cold to fight. <laughs> Since we know Jesus was born in December. In December, which he was not born in December, of course. Um, no. Probably late September, <laughs> maybe early October. Um, probably some think on the first day of the Jewish year is when he was born. And some think that's when he'll come back. Mm. Uh, so mm. it is an army, an angel army. It is, it is an army? It is an army. Oh, man. Literally means thousands, okay? Multitude. And it was a lot. Heavenly hosts. So this this source that I'm reading from says could have been from 10,000 to 100,000 angels. Um, which, I guess that makes sense because angels are pretty much always an army, whether they're singing or not. The heavenly army of angels is what we're referring to here according yeah. to this quiz. So yeah. I think what are we... Did you got You got one right. So I'm now five, five, for, five for eight. Five for eight. Five for eight. No, five for nine. Five for nine? Five for nine. I've gotten four wrong. Five for nine. You said one. You've got glory in the God and highest. No, you're, you're seven. I'm six for nine. Six for nine. Six for nine. You actually see three kings and Joseph walked are the ones you got wrong. So we're nine through it. You have six correct. Um, no, you have seven, right? You said three kings. You said Joseph walked. And you and an angel army. Okay. okay, six for nine. All right, everybody's okay. we're all we're all together. Six for nine. Let's count how many I got wrong. You you have three wrong. All right, three down. There was snow that first Christmas, and I, it was only in Bethlehem, all over Israel, nowhere in Israel. somewhere in Israel. The answer is I know it's going to be D, um, because I already read the answers, and it says that uh, there was snow somewhere. There's always snow, always on yeah. Mount Hermon. Yeah, Mount Hermon. There's a psalm about that. See, that's that's how I knew that one is a song. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas if I'm on Mount Hermon. Yes, that's, the dew of Mount Hermon is, is the melt. That is a good song. Uh, I think that it didn't. It wasn't as popular as I thought it should be. Yeah, um, the Mount Hermon White Christmas song, but a yeah. fantastic song. Great, go look great it up. Lick. Look it up. Okay, number eleven. Uh, yeah, look on Apple Music for that, and you'll not find it. Uh, what is frankincense? And you said that it was a precious perfume, and you were right. It was used in the temple worship of the Lord. Represents his deity, some people say, because he is truly God born in human flesh. So it is a, um, it is a uh, precious perfume. The next one, next question was, in wise men, I'm in wise men, in Matthew, what does wise men or magic refer to? You said Eastern kings, but you already know now that you're going to be wrong yes. about that. Uh, it's C, and that is men who studied the stars. I would have also said C. Literally but... means stargazers. <clears throat> um, yeah. We don't know exactly who they were, but we know that they were that they were astrologers, the astronomers. They were looking to the sky. That the Lord revealed to them that this was the that this was um, you know the sign of the Savior and so on, the, the King of the Jews. Mm-hmm. All right, um, you could have said men of the educated class, probably, um, and you probably could have even said. Sages, maybe, because they probably were... Sages is kind of a loose term. Yeah, I don't even know exactly what that means. Um, but the real answer here, the, the best answer would have been men who study the stars. All right, next question. What is myrrh? What is myrrh? You said it was a spice used for burying spicy dead people. And <laughs> Only the spicy ones. is correct. Yeah. That is correct. It is a spice. So you still only have... Oh, you have four wrong now. You have four wrong, but out of 13... So you're doing well. Okay, okay. You're almost to your 12. You'll get there soon, I think. Um, Herod was buried with over 150 pounds of myrrh. 
wrapped in this burial clothes. Gross. And uh, we know that John 19.39 tells us that Jesus' body was bound in linen wrappings along with 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. Mm, right, so right. the gift of myrrh pictures his suffering and death. And it is, in fact, a spice used for burying dead people. How many wise men came to see Jesus? You said three. I can tell you for sure you're wrong about that. We do not know oh, really? how many magi wow. there were. We just know that there were magi. It doesn't give a number. I'd assume at least two <laughs> since it's plural. Yeah. Um, but it could have been 200. We don't know. We don't know how many people were there. I'm guessing probably not 200, but who knows? Uh, all right, number 15. So you got that one wrong, so you're, you've gotten five wrong and out of 14. Where did the wise men find Jesus? You said in a house. You said in a house, and the answer is... We don't know, isn't it? Probably in a house. Oh, probably. Probably okay. in a house, okay. yeah. Um, I don't know that we can know that for sure. Um, because Was, we just know that, that they came and found him. So it doesn't, this, this there's no question setting. seems... It references Matthew 2.11. I'm going to go ahead and read that and see, because I don't think that Matthew 2.11 is going to give us that there was a house. Let's see. Hang on one second. Matthew 2.11. I'm typing this into my computer because my microphone is sitting in my Bible. Here it goes. It does say a house. And when they had come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they pre- presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and Meh. myrrh. Correct. Meh. Spicy myrrh. All right. Next. Um, it was number 16. When the wise men found Jesus, he was, you say, a young child. And it just I just read you the verse. They saw the young child with Mary. You are right. Young child. He would not have been a baby. They were not there. On the night of Christmas, which, of course, was not December 25th. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but they were not there at that time. They would have come later. We know that he that Jesus would have been somewhere between zero and two because, what, Herod had all the children, two and under, all the boys, two and under, in Bethlehem murdered. Yeah. Um, and so we know he probably wasn't. He would have just said, everybody who got was born last night. Instead, he said two and under. Maybe he was just being careful. All right. Uh, next like question, the star in the east that the wise men followed, you said moved ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was. Um, this is from Matthew 2, 9. I'm just going to read the verse. That makes this easier. It's more fun. Mm-hmm. And it says, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them mm-hmm. till it came and stood over where the young child was. You got another one right. Congratulations. You are crushing this test. I think you have five wrong out of 17, which means you should have 12 right, according to my math, which means that you've you've won your prize. But we're going to still go through this anyway. No, that was 16. No, that was 17. I lied to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, this is a... You wrote a lot of stuff on this one. Let's go to number 18. 18 was a question about the wise men who stopped in Jerusalem, you said it was to find out where Jesus was, and you are right. Mm-hmm. They stopped to find out who Jesus was. They wouldn't have known his name was Jesus. Yeah. But they said, who's the, you know, where is this one who was born king of the Jews? We have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. And Herod, as you, I believe, pointed out, was like, oh. And that's true, he was. Yeah. Number 19. 
Number 19. Those are actually the noises he made, and they recorded it in Scripture. I don't. I lost number 19. Where's number 19? So here it is. Where do we find the Christmas story? Is it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? All of the above, only Matthew and Mark, only Matthew and Luke, or all the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke? You said all the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The truth is, is that we find... The Christmas story specifically in Matthew and Luke. Oh, not in Mark? We do not find See, the Christmas I, story specifically in Mark, no. I, I really thought that. I I had a hunch that it might not be in Mark because I knew Mark moves pretty quick. Mark is, yeah, it's shorter. Um, also, many would say older. Um, yeah. But if we start in Mark 1, we start with... John came baptizing in the wilderness, yeah, right? The yeah. beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, and make his path straight. And then it says, John came baptizing in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Well, of course, John was born months before Jesus and not would not have been baptizing at the time that Jesus was born, so this cannot be... And we go right in the back. He didn't have the developed arms yet. <clears throat> no, he would not have developed his arms, at least not enough to baptize Jesus. And so this was, uh, this starts, Mark starts with the baptism of Jesus. All right. Next, number 20. When Joseph found Mary was pregnant, what happened? You said Joseph wanted to break the engagement. And the answer that they have here is that B and C. Joseph wanted to break the engagement, and Mary left town for three months. You know what? I'm going to give you this one. It's they're both true. I mean, you know, Mary are you really going to determine? Right? I mean, he definitely wanted to break the engagement. When he found out, we know he wanted to put her away quietly. Right? We also know that Mary then went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. Oh. And so, in my mind, they're in the same town. <laughs> both of those, no, no, um, we're not in the same town. But they, but we know that that's what happened. I'm going to give that one to you. And anyone who's listening, you can have that if you said if you said either Joseph wanted to break the engagement or Mary left town for three months or B and C. But if you said A, you were just wrong. You were just wrong. All right, number they twenty-one. Get, they get do they not get married till after Jesus is born? Oh, they get married. We don't know exactly when, but they don't get married right then. Okay. They certainly don't get married right when he found out she was pregnant. So if you said they got married, you were wrong. All right. Number 21. But it's okay. We still love you if you got that one wrong. Number 21. Who told or made Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem? You were you were vacillating between Herod and Caesar Augustus. You asked me. I said Caesar Augustus. And, of course, I had already read the answers to this. Um, I kind of thought There so. went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. This is in Luke 2, 1 through 5. Um, and so, although he didn't physically make them because he wasn't didn't know them, yeah. he did put the he decree put, out, and the there you go. Christmas quiz. I hope you enjoyed that. If you've been listening, if you stopped listening, then you won't hear what I'm saying right now anyway. Um, but that was our Christmas quiz. Because I think Hunter did really well. Mind. What did you end up missing, five or something like that? Either way, Six, you definitely eight. got your 12 right. You will not have to wear the Christmas sweater at least not for that. Maybe I'll find some other way to get you into a <laughs> ugly Christmas sweater. So l- let's let's talk about a couple of things. There are there are some clearly you found from this. There are some misconceptions. For instance, I think most people think there were three kings because there's a song that we says three "We Three Kings." That's a great song, and I don't think we shouldn't sing it just because it's scripturally inaccurate. Um, because it's a, a good song, but we should know at least that it is inaccurate. Yeah, um, and it it's is, not necessarily. It could be true. 
Well, they're not. Oh, but they're not. I kings. suppose right, right. there could have been three kings from the Orient that came, but we certainly have no record of it right. in, in the scripture. Um, these were these were stargazers. These were uh, men who would have been educated men who understood um, the stars and recognized the sign that God used to verify uh, the birth of Christ. Right, and so there's that. Okay. Um, there's the the shepherds and the angel. That only one angel spoke, and that you had a host that was that was saying Sing. or singing. We don't know if they were singing. It just oh, says really? They were praising, right? And so I think we assume because often we praise God in song, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I want to think that they were singing. That yeah. They were singing praises, but we don't. You can't say that for sure. Yeah. Okay. The the link is pretty clear between um, praising and singing, as this gentleman who I'm reading here on the internet says. Um, but that's, it's, you know, let's just assume they were singing, but we don't know that from the scripture. We just know they were praising. And you can praise without singing. So, although it would be, you know, they were, <laughs> if they're all praising and all saying the same thing, it seems more fun to sing than just to recite. Yeah. Um, and and I'm guessing of, angels can probably sing pretty chanting. well, but we don't know that. Yeah. All right. Um, so there you go. There's some of the... You know, let's talk about the born in the barn versus born in the stable versus born in the cave versus whatever. We see these different um, scenarios, oftentimes with barn animals. And, you know, you see the kind of the cave thing, kind of the stable thing. Here's the deal. The word in is the same word that's used to describe the upper room that Jesus has the meal with his disciples in. Okay, mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guest room, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so when we say in, when they say there was no room for them in the guest room, essentially, is a possible interpretation. Mm-hmm. As opposed to there was no room for them at the Bethlehem Hotel. This is Joseph's um, town of family origin. Very possibly had family there, and that he would have intended to stay with his family, but that he wouldn't have been the only one in the family yeah. coming, yeah. and so therefore the guest room could already be full. Yeah. yeah. Now, it would not have been uncommon for a house to have guest rooms upstairs and then kind of the living area downstairs. And, and in that case, they might have had animals in that living area because a lot of these people would bring their animals inside because people might steal them. It might get too cold, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. And so if you brought them inside, you might bring a manger inside. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't know. They might have said, we don't have anywhere. Maybe there's a bunch of relatives all sleeping on. The- Just imagine all your relatives coming to town, you're getting air mattresses out and you're having them sleep on the floor and, and you're doing whatever. Um, you know, it wouldn't have been a comfortable situation necessarily, but it, that's possibly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Possibly the animals were in there, the family was in there. It's just a, um, you know, a very normal, like a very, uh, this was not a kingly birth in the sense of yeah. not in a palace with many waiting maids and yeah. the rest of that. It was, this is a very normal birth. You know, is it, is, some people think kind of like they get to Jerusalem and that night she has the baby, but that's not what it says. It says yeah. the time came while they were there for her to In have Bethlehem. the child. Um, and so she has this child probably in, in difficult circumstances. We don't know that it wasn't a stable. We don't know that it wasn't a stable attached to the house or that it wasn't a cave or yeah. that it wasn't what we don't know that. I but, think the picture I got in my head was kind of like a like a like we have garages sometimes underneath houses now. Sure. So kind of something like that. Like the basement, right? It's still the house, but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. The fact is, is that we don't know. We, we can't say definitively that the nativity scenes that, that have Jesus in a cave or that have him in a stable being born, that they're wrong. We can't yeah. say that. What we can say is 
but is not that the most likely. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. It's also possible that they that he was born in what? Just the uh, just the downstairs of the house. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but but I think that we need to be careful about assuming that it was a stable or assuming that it was a cave which would have been pretty rough um, but I think it would have been pretty rough to be born downstairs in the house with a bunch of other relatives sleeping there and a yeah, manger yeah. And, and all the rest of it either way a manger always looks to me like kind of a comfortable place to put a baby the way we do mangers yeah, yeah. Um, it would it would have been clean and it would have it would have been a reasonable place because Mary and Joseph would have been good parents yeah. they they weren't putting their child in this trough so they could get back to sleep and letting the animals eat hay out around his body okay <laughs> um, these are good parents and and also there's a, there's sort of a suggestion um, if we're saying oh there's no room for them in the inn that Joseph would have been somewhat negligent that he's, that he's that his wife is about to have a baby and he doesn't have any place for to to have a baby and so they have to go out into the into the cave to have a baby I'm not sure that's a reasonable thing to assume about Joseph who seems like a godly man and I think he's he's probably what in his 40s at this point right we don't know, but certainly mid thirties would be in the in the ballpark in the yeah. wheelhouse of where so, he I mean, been. It wouldn't be like he's like some eighteen year old no, kid trying to figure out some, how to live life. This is not some child. Um, this yeah. is this is a, a man. Yeah, this is a man. Um, Sorry know, for you, eighteen. We know that that she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Um, but that doesn't it doesn't say laid him in a stable. It doesn't say laid him in a cave. It just says. That they used a manger. Now, for all I know, you know, uh, there were no animals in there, and they jumped outside and grabbed the manger. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I think more likely, I like the idea of this is downstairs. This is a this is a place where maybe some animals were mm-hmm. very possibly were in there. They would have been the family's animals that they were raising order. They, they didn't want stolen, so they brought them in at night to the downstairs area, and that that's where they were staying. That's why there was a manger. All right, that takes care of that. Um, there are those I think we've hit a lot of the the big misconceptions. Yeah. I remember I had that realization that that Jesus was not necessarily born in a stable like in college. It wasn't until college I was mm-hmm. where I someone taught about Jesus' birth and I went, Oh. Mm-hmm. Well man, I gotta repicture yeah. how that might have so been. So we so the timeline is, is is important that that we have Jesus' birth. We have the shepherds. I think that night, right? Jesus mm-hmm. is born. There's the announcement. Seems like it. I think these shepherds are out there looking for Jesus that night. Uh, but we don't have the Magi showing up until some time later. It could have been... Probably after he went to Egypt, right? No, I don't think so. No? Um, okay. I, I don't necessarily think so. I, I think that it's it's possible. But I think that we're, we're talking about somewhere between days, weeks, and months. Um, up to Up to two years. Because we, that's the other information we have that Herod said two years and under. Yeah. And so somewhere during days, weeks, and months. But he, but he was a young child, we hear from the thing. It does not say he was an infant. But, again, my guess is these guys show up. Jesus is a very young child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, uh, and that from there, and in Bethlehem. I, that's, that's my mindset. He's in Bethlehem still. And that's my mindset because that's where Herod says, that's where they're looking for him. They go to Jerusalem first. Of course, Bethlehem's right outside of Jerusalem. Bethlehem meaning what? Do you know? Home of God? House of bread. Oh. House of bread. Oh, Bethel is home of, house of God. House of bread. And so okay. we have, of course, the bread of life. 
um, born there. Mm-hmm. We have, of course, mm-hmm. this is this is my body, and so on. There's a there's a lot going on there. Cool. So many neat things about that kind of stuff. So I think I think we've covered a lot of the um, a lot of the different different issues that people were into. There are a hundred other ones like. Should I, as a believer, be you, you know putting up a Christmas tree? And here's what I would say to that: um, just don't do a cheesy one. Right? <laughs> Sometimes people have these super cheesy Christmas trees, and no offense to anybody that has a cheesy one, I won't describe what I think a cheesy Christmas tree looks like. You'll just know if you invite me over, and I go, and I kind of go, oh yeah, then I probably think it's cheesy. No, I'm kidding. Um, but there, there, you know. You're not worshiping it, right? There's people who point to, there's a passage in Jeremiah. I was actually just reading this today. I didn't even know that people were really saying this. But there's a passage in Jeremiah about cutting down a tree and putting it up. and you know. But, he's, but we're talking about idol worship, right? If, if you're bowing down to your Christmas tree and worshiping it, then you've got issues, right? That's a church discipline issue. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You can't be making idols out of Christmas trees and worshiping them as if they were a god. But putting up a decoration in your house so that you know it's the Christmas season... Yeah, I'm cool with that. I, I don't. Nice I, those those who get worked up about such things are missing out on the admonition we have in Scripture concerning these types of things, which is to say, if you have scruples, which is just to say that you feel that you are um, not supposed to, the Lord is saying, don't do this thing or don't celebrate this holiday. Which there have been Christians over the years and over the centuries who have said, we don't celebrate Christmas because the Bible doesn't tell us to. And I would say that's an argument that's fantastic if you're only going to do the things that the Bible tells you to do because the Bible didn't tell me to record this podcast and the Bible didn't tell me to drive to work this morning. The Bible didn't tell me to, you know, eat my vegetables, okay? Um, But I do all those things. Well, okay. To some extent it does. (laughs) I think we could at least gather that. Um, The Bible, and I'm just telling you, this is David. This is not the Lord speaking, but I'm just telling you, I don't think there's an issue with... Most of the trappings of Christmas, most of the things that we do to celebrate it and celebrating Christmas, which is to say, as believers, we're not, we're not creating some, um, something that's unholy. What we're doing is we're saying we recognize that, that the incarnation, that God becoming man, you know, God with us, Emmanuel, that, that God sending his son, the second person of the Trinity, to come and, and, and become flesh that the Word became flesh, is such a monumentally amazing thing that we take some time and think about it and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And we do that on December 25th. Now, was Jesus born on December 25th? Decidedly not. Mm-hmm. He was not. Um, the shepherds probably wouldn't have been in the fields at night on December 25th. They right? didn't have a December 25th. <laughs> That's a different issue. right? <laughs> but, but, he, but he was not born in December at all, most likely, and he wasn't born on December 25th. I think that, as most scholars, I think, would say, Jesus was born um, late September, early October, probably, I think, on, mm-hmm. on Yom Thru, on the first day of the Jewish calendar. I think that's probably when it happened for a, a number of theological reasons that we don't have time to get into today. But certainly that was the time of year when it happened. It was not at whatever. So why twenty? Why the December 25th? Okay, two theories. Let's, let's walk through them. Why do we celebrate on December 25th? We know that this was... Um, that was set up early on in the Roman Empire. And there are two main theories. One is, okay, December 25th was was around the time of the winter solstice, and there was a pagan ritual, particularly the one people mention is Saturnalia, mm-hmm. uh, the worship of Saturn, which was a very um, wicked, sinful celebration, as many were back then, as many are now. Um, 
many of the celebrations that we do now are quite sinful, but it was one. And the idea was, well, let's let's we want it, we want the people, you know, once once the Roman um, world and the Roman government became Christian, we want the people to stop doing these evil things. But if we just take away their celebration and don't put anything in its place, we may have a problem. They may mm-hmm. start to go back to their old ways. So let's just put this thing in its place. We'll put it on December twenty fifth, um, which is right around that time that they're doing this thing, and that will that will settle that. Okay, that's one theory. Maybe that's why it's on December 25th. There's another theory um, that someone thought that Jesus would have been um, conceived on March 15th. Um, and so somebody did the math and said nine months later uh, is December, or, I'm sorry, March 25th. December 25th is nine months later, so that's where they put the birth. I'm not, it is true that there, there was somebody, I can't remember which church father, whoever it was, that said, you know, Jesus was conceived on March 25th. I don't think that's why they did it. I think I go with the Saturnalia thing. I think that's why they put it there. Here's the deal. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Unless you're worshiping Saturnalia, in which case I'd much rather you uh, are worshiping Saturn and, and, and doing Saturnalia. I'd much rather you worship Christ and, and did Christmas. But at this point in 2017 in, in this world, who cares why they put it on December 25th? The bottom line is, is that we as believers are not worshiping Saturn and we're not doing something wrong. We're worshiping the birth of Christ. Yeah. We know it didn't happen on that day. That's there's, okay. There's never a wrong time to celebrate. Christmas. We should be celebrating it every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we, we pick a specific time and we and we go ahead and Especially. celebrate Jesus. If your yeah. conscience tells you you should not celebrate Christmas and you should not put up a tree and you should not recognize the holiday because it's not specifically in scripture or because it was set up by, you know, Roman emperor or whatever, then if that's what your conscience says, then you ought not to do it. Yeah. You know, it's a, to the one whose conscience doesn't allow him or to the, the one whose conscience doesn't allow her, don't. If you're, but don't put that on other people. That is, that is not the way for a believer to be. Give the freedom to other people who are doing this with the right heart mm-hmm. and in the right mindset to go ahead and celebrate Christmas. Yes, it has become very commercialized. Yes, there are all kinds of issues with the way people celebrate Christmas. There are people who are going to get hammered on Christmas. There are people who are going to have family fights on Christmas. There are going to be all kinds of stuff that goes on on Christmas, and yet none of that is what Christmas is about. Whether it be buying you know gifts and, and going into debt to get your kids the latest whatever it is, um, you know, which I think I've done before, um, or whether it's, you know, all these things that Christmas is not about, <coughs> don't let the fact that that happens keep you from enjoying and setting the time aside to specifically think about the incarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that hopefully that helps if, if you have questions still about that or want to talk to one of the pastors, one of the elders about that, uh, we'd be happy to meet with you. But, you know, I would say this, don't, don't sweat it. Don't get worked up about something like that. Enjoy Christmas. Yeah. Enjoy the season. I would say maybe a tree. I'd say maybe challenge yourself to let to let the fact that this is celebrating Christ's birth overshadow. I mean, yes, you know, have have fun about snowmen and, and Santa Claus and reindeer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Have fun with that, but but challenge yourself to allow Christ's birth to overshadow those things, and that they're just kind of a an underlying right. kind of funny part of the season. Uh, yeah, I think that we're celebrating at some point in, on December 25th, which is only a few days from the beginning of winter. I think we're also celebrating a change in season. Mm-hmm. I think we're celebrating a time of year that's different, yes. right? Winter is very different than summer. But all of it is to the glory of God, which is to say he's the one who set the seasons in mm-hmm. place. He's the one. And, and through the seasons, we of course, we see the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. right? We see winter really representing death. 
Right? We should spring, switch Easter resurrection. And... <laughs> yeah, right. Well, spring is Easter. It's resurrection, oh, right, right, right? right? So, so we so, so the, the the seed goes in the ground. We we have death. We have life. The seasons are awesome. Um, all of these things are are amazing things that God has given us. Don't allow the fact that some people have have perverted them to keep you from enjoying them. So enjoy a snowman. Enjoy, watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What, watch Elf the movie, if that's your thing. Whatever it happens to be, do it all to the glory of God, is what I would say. And, and yes, I agree. Let Christ be forefront and center. On Christmas morning, I recommend that you get up with your children and that you read the Christmas story, that you talk about what does it mean to them. Because even at a very young age, I think a child can understand or start to, no one can understand fully, but can start to, work in their mind with the idea that God was willing to become a man. And why would God become a human being? And what is that about? And that, of course, leads into the greatest story, which is the resurrection of Christ and why he's done this for us and, and who Jesus is. And so let that let that permeate and be part of your celebration of Christmas. Don't get caught up in all those other things, but don't reject it because of those things either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything is about focus, uh, focusing things in the right place and holding tensions and and so I think that we'll, we'll call it good. I think that we have gone over some of the things. There are more. Maybe next Christmas we'll pick some other um, common misconceptions about Christmas. But for now, I would say Merry Christmas. The Lord is, is born. And uh, we are, you know, as believers, uh, we, we can't think of many things better than the fact that God was willing to become a man. Anything you want to say as we head out of this one, Hunter? Mm, no, just... Uh... Yeah, challenge yourself to to make Christ the forefront because um, there's a lot of advertisement spent on getting you not to think about Christ and to think about toys right now. Absolutely. So. And with that, we have a few sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll see you later. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next week for the new year.